0: New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm call, 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 call
1: straight
2: out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. M-M-M-M-M-M-Y-C. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nicky Time Show. Giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time once again to talk about these Knicks. The Knicks once again lose to the Philadelphia 76ers. The championship contending Philadelphia 76ers. 123-108. to We got the 30-piece from RJ Barrett. We got some uh, admirable... points from Julius Randle, but not much else from this Knicks team. Um, as of late, you're already seeing that we've been blowing leads in the second half, especially in the in the fourth quarter, and this trend continues to continue. But you know what it is, man, we, we, we're, not, we're not surprised. At this point, we kind of, kind of... Gunshots for the false start, but let's get to it. What's going on? This is JLS for Nick of Time Show. Here give you that Knicks talk, just in the nick of time. And once again, the Knicks lose. 108 to 123 to the championship contending Philly, Philadelphia 76ers. RJ Barrett gives you 30.7 to six and six rebounds. Gunshots for the RJ Barrett. Because let's, let, let, let's let's be clear, guys. Let's be clear. The only reason we're watching right now is to watch RJ Barrett. And so shout out to RJ Barrett. <laughs> And I um, mean Julius Randle also chips in with some meaningless points, but really who cares? But but and we saw Deuce McBride play one minute of basketball. So gunshots in the air for Deuce McBride getting in the game for the last minute of basketball. That's probably the other best thing that happened today. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah shout out, shout out the Knicks lose once again and um, we're here to talk about the goods the bads, and the ugly it's mostly ugly but um, hopefully this is a turning point because I am tired of talking about these veterans uh, what about you I don't know about you guys but I, I, I just am I'm, I'm tired about it at <laughs> this moment. but um, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah man and it is tradition here at the KOT show Um, when we lose that Ryan G reads these stats and facts
1: Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, as Jayless so eloquently put it, the 76ers lost. I mean, 76ers won 123 to 108. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have said the 76ers lost, but the Knicks lost mm-hmm. again. Again. Um, yeah. RJ Barrett, 30 points. 23 from the field. 3 of 8 from 3. Mm-hmm. 7 of 8 from the free throw line. So, that was pretty good for RJ Barrett. I take it. 7 assists. 6 rebounds. Randall. 24 points 6 rebounds, 3 assists. We have, quickly, 11 points, 2 assists. Mitchell Robinson, 10 points, 7 rebounds. And, like Ellis said, a minute and 15 seconds. It feels like a season high for McBride because we don't remember the last time that man gets minutes. So, yeah. that's it. We just gonna call that a season high. Season high, 3 um, points.
2: I think it's maybe the second half of the season high. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No no, exactly. no, 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 no,
2: he gave wait, wait, no, he gave us, what, well, he gave us, what, 19 in Houston? He gave us 19 in
1: Houston. I, I know, I know, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> he the yeah, time McBride played, so yeah, 1 minute, 15 seconds, he's right. He He's
2: um, dropping 30s, he's dropping 30s in, in Westchester, though. Did you see him play last night? He was going all the way off of Westchester. Gee.
1: Yeah, man, he, this man's a Westchester Knicks G League legend, yet this man can't find no minutes in the NBA with Thibs. Mm. Oh boy. <laughs> I'ma do the I'ma do the minute rundown because we need something to laugh about. So let's do the minute rundown. Let's do it. RJ Barrett, forty minutes. Okay. I I can live with that. I can live with that Randall, too. Randall thirty two, well, thirty three minutes. That's a bit low for Randall.
2: Oh, yeah, but thirty minutes too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, thirty minutes too much. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson, twenty one minutes. Uh well, I I guess. Burks 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes too much.
2: Definitely 30 minutes too much.
1: Fournier, 26 minutes and 45 seconds. With the way he played tonight, that's 20 minutes too much.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'd rather see Ryan at that point. The, the, not you, Ryan. The other Ryan that came yeah,
1: in. the other Ryan. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sims, 12 minutes and 50 seconds. I guess that's pretty high for Sims. It could be a little higher.
2: Could be. It should have been, but...
1: <laughs> yeah. Quickly, 20 minutes. I, I guess that's pretty decent for quickly.
2: Yeah, he's a young guy. I even know people want to see him ride. I, I still want him to
1: get minutes. So <laughs> Yeah, true that. R- R- Reddish, 23 minutes.
2: Found trouble, kept him in check.
1: Yeah, could have been a little bit more. Taj Gibson, 13 minutes and 49 seconds. Well, bruh. I like Taj, but that's at this bruh. point in the season, 13 minutes too much. I'm sorry. I'm with that. Topping, 15 minutes. Could be a bit more for Topping.
2: Even though
1: it like it's... Like yeah. Like, maybe about 10 minutes more.
2: It feels like a season high. I'm not even going to lie. It feels like a season yeah.
1: high. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like a season high for top for real. Now we're going to get to team stats right quick. So... You the know Knicks what? Out- rebounded, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. The Knicks out-rebounded the was 52-51. to 51. The Knicks had nine steals, which was pretty impressive. They forced... 14 turnovers from the Sixers, but the difference was really the shooting because the Knicks could not stop a nosebleed tonight. The Sixers shot 52% from the field, Mm. 47% from three.
2: Yeah, and that's all she wrote there. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I said before, I'm only looking at these games for R.J. Barrett right now, and whenever the coach decides to put in McBride and these other guys, I'm only looking at that right now. And what I saw today from R.J. Barrett was once again another – Another uh, another example of why this kid is becoming the leader of this team. We saw we kind of already saw um, if you've been watching the MSG uh, practice after practice videos on YouTube, he's already kind of been explained that he's taking more of a vocal leadership role. Um, he's not just leading by example, but now he's talking to to top in and quickly and and things of that nature. And I feel like that's what these Knicks are doing. I feel like the Knicks are pushing him to do those things. And we need that. And we need that. And and the thing that stood out to me when he said that was not, not only is he able to talk to them about things that are going wrong, but they're also able to give feedback to him and let him know when he should step it up. And I feel like that's essential for where this team needs to go. Because that's something I feel like we can't do with Randall at this point. You see when people try to calm him down, he's smacking computers and hands away. <laughs> so, it's nice. It's nice to see a level-headed, young 21-year-old taking the lead for these Knicks. And today, once again, he led by uh, example. He led with his passion. And even though we didn't win the game... you're like this is the step you want to see from a guy like R.J.
1: Barrett. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely.
2: Right, and I'm, I'm gonna get into the, I'm gonna get into the details of this game. So the things that I liked about R.J.'s game today are things that we, we we haven't seen before, and it's things that you know, like I said, when he first came to this league, there were certain shortcomings. There were certain shortcomings, and one of the shortcomings were. You know he wasn't gonna be able to produce well off the dribble. I remember seeing him dribbling, having an ice move against James Harden, getting by him and drawing a foul. Something they said he was not be able to do. At, at, he might not be able to do at this level, creating off the dribble with no screens, no screens, mind you. And that's something big that we need from this team. We really don't have people. On his team who can get you a bucket, let alone a foul shot or a clean shot with um, while just taking their man straight up off of the dribble with no team. I think every person, every team really needs that. And he's he's done that today. We've also saw him do pull up jumpers from the three point line. Something else that we we didn't think he'd do. Like he they were talking about he had a hitch in this shot for the first uh, year and in the NBA, he got rid of the hitch and now he's putting pull up jumpers from the three point line. He's hitting mid range jumpers. Also, you know, we've seen Mitch complaining that he's not getting the ball enough. First play of the game, what do you see, Ryan? We see Mitch getting roll. the ball. Exactly. Go <laughs> pick and roll with Mitch. I feel like I see Mitch get the ball more this game and in, in the last few games. So RJ, R.J. is indeed legit, and he's looking like a complete lit player when he's playing like this, scoring all three levels, um, going to the foul line. It's actually hitting his foul shot, seven of eight from three. Um, He's looking like a promising young player, and and like Jimmy Butler said, the eventual face of this franchise. <laughs> Anything to add yeah. about R.J. Barrett? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it all right there. RJ Barrett is definitely the bright spot for the Knicks at the moment. He's definitely learning how to score at all levels. I've definitely I've definitely been impressed with his finishing at the rim because that was an issue for him his first couple of years in the in the league and the fact that he's finishing at the rim much stronger, that's definitely adding to his game and the fact that he's hitting mid-range, he's hitting from 3 and also like I don't understand why this doesn't go to it more. With the pick and roll with um Mitch and RJ because mm-hmm. they went to a they went to a good like three times at the beginning of the game I believe and it actually produced you know good results yeah. and I feel like and I feel like you know if you want to um get the best out of Mitch I do think you have to try to feed him early get him some easy dunks and you know get him engaged in the game and I think you're gonna get the best out of Mitch that that you know as well so and the fact I also see RJ you know becoming a better playmaker also you know actually you know driving to the basket, you know, finding the open man at the three and stuff like that, like, you know, RJ's definitely going as a player and you definitely see All-Star at least written all over RJ right now.
2: Yeah, it seems like I know Alec Burks is playing the ceremonial point guard role, but for me, when I was looking at the, the, the actions that was going on in that first quarter, that first half, it felt like RJ Barrett was – Pretty much the point guard for much of that first half, and I felt like he was the one who was really setting the the table for his teammates. Like even I saw this, like a pick and roll with him and Randall, which is something I don't really see a lot. But I saw it hit today, and if he's hitting the three like that the way he is, because he's punishing teams for for for, uh, for dropping over three point shots, uh, and he's hitting that mid range, then you can start to run pick and roll with RJ or Randall and have uh, and have Randall be more of a a role man sometimes and, and get teams in trouble because you know randall's had had a propensity of like you know he had a reputation for being a great finisher for his entire career you know what i mean but even though he hasn't been finishing well here as of late all right so i mean that and, and also you know what else is interesting i saw ryan g the the second unit the second unit has been an enigma for a while, right? Um, yeah. There was a portion of the game, especially in the first half, when the second unit got going, and you know quickly was in the game along with RJ and Cam. And uh, but like, did you notice like how how the second unit was rolling? Like, did you peep something?
1: Well, in the first half, I think what the second unit did well was they were swarming on defense. That Mm -hmm. was the first thing they did well in the first half. That's what helped the Knicks get that lead lead to begin. But they were swarming on defense. They were turning the ball over. And then they were taking advantage because that Philly second unit had no big man in the middle. Right. So So they were constantly attacking the rim and getting easy baskets, and they were taking advantage that way. But now in the second half, It was a completely different story because I feel like the Sixers were actually taking advantage of matchups because I think there was a few times within the second half where I think it was like RJ Barrett would be on Harden. And then they would switch Harden, like they would run pick and roll, and then they would switch either Topping on Harden, yeah. or another defender on Harden. Yeah. and then Harden would just take advantage of that matchup, and that was killing the Knicks. And then I think also at the same time, um, cause this, I, I, I like I like this is a game where Toppin played really bad, especially defensively, because there was also times when they had Harris on the court. Within you know when the Sixers had that second unit playing as well. And then when Topper was on Harris, Knicks would bring a double team towards Harris. Right. And then, they, then the Sixers swung the ball around. And then I think Maxi was killing them as well in the second half. It was like a Harris Maxi combination. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I just feel like the Sixers kind of like staggered their minutes to where they would have like Harden, Maxi, and these guys on the floor while the Knicks had their second unit out there.
2: Mm. And
1: the and the Sixers just increased the lead and killed the Knicks that way
2: uh i can I, I I'll, I'll tell you what i saw i mean first they were switching they were switching obi on on uh they were switching obi on harden before like that was the game 10 before and actually obi did a, i feel like obi did a, a better job in the first game switching on harden than this yeah game. first
1: game yeah
2: yeah but what i noticed especially in the first half because RJ was playing point guard a lot of point guard in that first unit Um, the second unit success, I feel like RJ was playing a lot of point guard when the second unit went on that run. That's what I was noticing. And it seemed, and it it felt like RJ was playing a lot more, was being a lot more playmaker and quickly was kind of being more of the kind of shooting guard, you know, cause you know, quickly has quickly, one of the, you know, quickly, um, it's good to see quickly actually start to hit shots once again. He scored 21 points the other game the second time this season he scored 21 points or more. Um, And usually what I've been saying is, you know, sometimes he'll have a bad shooting game, but he will have like a bad, a good, um, uh, a good, uh, Overall game today I felt like he had a good shooting game, but his overall game wasn't, you know, it wasn't really hitting. He was getting killed by Maxi. He wasn't really setting up um, everybody else. And there was a key point in that third quarter when the offense got stagnant. And I felt like that's when Quickie was playing more of the point guard role over RJ. And um You know, I know a lot of people are like, It's funny because I I feel I feel like what's happening now too with the Knicks fans is people want McBride and I I want McBride as well but I feel like there's like a is there's starting to be like a McBride versus Quickly thing instead of a McBride and Quickly thing you know like cause both of these guys are young players and both of these guys need minutes and I feel like that's a time issue and not a player issue we already know Quickly has his Quickly has his flaws but um he's not he's not always making the correct decisions but I I think I feel like people kind of going too hard on quickly because McBride they want McBride. And that's not quickly's fault. That's freaking, that's freaking Tom's fault.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I think what people should be striving for is not to do McBride versus quickly because let's be real for a second here. McBride is a point guard. That's what he was in college. He has the skill set to be a point guard. That's what he is. Quickly because I think we discussed it the other day with Raw. Because if you watch Quickly in college, he played alongside Maxie. Right. Maxie was more the point guard. Quickly was more the two guard. So you have to to think of Quickly in that mode. So it's like people shouldn't be thinking about McBride versus Quickly. What people should be thinking about is playing McBride and Quickly together alongside each other. Yeah. Where McBride is getting minutes and then Quickly is playing alongside and where Quickly is more comfortable playing in that role. So, you know, people shouldn't really be – hitting them against each other, but yeah, I mean, you watch Quickly tonight, it's clear that, you know, Quickly's not the prototypical point guard, like, he still struggles when he's put as the point guard, you know, he struggles in that role. Yeah, like,
2: I don't know what's going on, like, there's a point where last season he wasn't, he wasn't picking up his dribble in the paint last season like he was, like he is this season. Like, I mean, he he did it in spots, but I feel like he's gotten a lot of trouble where he's dribbling, 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 not looking at the clock, gets caught right in that paint area, and then he kind of just throws the ball for for turnovers. And he needs to cut that out of his game completely because he wasn't really doing that like that this last season. But, like, ultimately, like, I still like Quickly as a player, and I still like McBride as a player. McBride was lighting up the G League the other day. He's certainly looking ready. I want to see McBride... Playing a lot more point guard, especially more than Burks at this point. Uh, but like you know, it, this we're gonna eventually have to make decisions on all young pieces because we have a bunch of young pieces. But I, I still just don't want it to be a, a McBride versus quickly. I I, I want to get McBride his his place to run the team, and quickly has has a role. Right now, he's like a part time point guard who can run guard in spots sometimes he seems a lot more comfortable running running uh running along on us alongside a playmaker and the knicks are trying to form him to something else right now it's really up and down and <laughs> and we just have to you know we just have to wait and see how that comes into fruition but at the end of the day mcbride still needs to be with the big boys shout out to mcbride to play a, a huge total of one minute today all right <laughs> <laughs> Scorching three points for McBride. All right. <laughs> exactly.
1: But here's, my th- here, here's my thing, because this is where, if I had the opportunity, I would really love to pick Thib's mind and what he's thinking, because, all right, because, like, say, for example, okay, McBride is dropping 30 a game in the G League. And say that the NBA, like, that's equivalent to, like, one-third of the production. So, you know the math. Like, McBride's going to give you at least, 10 points, maybe 3 assists or something like that as a point guard. We're not getting that from Burks. So I'm like, if he's dropping so much points in the G League, and he's showing, like, what, does McBride not know the offense? Like, is he struggling learning the plays? I don't get it. Like, like, what is really keeping him from getting playing time at this point and keeping Burks out there? And Burks not giving you – he's giving you little to nothing at the point guard position and quickly struggles as a point guard. So I'm I really would love to pick Stip's mind as to what is the real reason as to why McBride doesn't get minutes. And then he wants to tell McBride that he's a rookie and he has to wait for his opportunity. But I don't remember that same that same thing I'm applying to quickly last season. I don't believe, I don't remember either. Quickly got burned as soon as the season started. Yeah. So I mean, you can attribute it to you know maybe the rosters were different and Qu- and it was an opening for quickly as opposed to there being an opening for McBride this season. But it's like, yo, the Knicks are 12 games under 500. We're not getting, we're getting little to nothing from the point guard position. Like, why do you not give this guy a chance? Like, I'm, I'm baffled, but I, I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know either. Like today, once again, Alec like Burks played point guard, but he, I don't know if he even played that much point guard really, but yeah, but still. 2-11, 18% from the field 25% from the field. <laughs> and this guy has been has been and and it, and it's not Burke's fault like I don't want to I don't want to keep I don't want to like then that down this is this is tips cuz Burks is a decent player when used correctly we're not using <laughs> him correctly <laughs> so I, I don't want to make this a a, a Berks burn session cuz it's not his fault it really
0: exactly.
2: isn't. It really isn't. This is all on the coach. at, at, at
1: this At this point, it, there's a number of players being used incorrectly on the Knicks right now. A number of
3: players.
2: Exac Exactly. So I don't, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. It, I I want to get man. There's some other players I want to talk about too. Well, Mitch and some Sims and Mitch Sims and Cam Reddish. I, I think I want to touch you on tonight. Mitch Sims and all Cam right. Reddish. But before we talk about Mitch and Sims and Cam Reddish and the possible Alfred Payton revenge game coming up, um <laughs> 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 let me shout out the people in the chat. And I'm I'm gonna go to the first caller. Alright. Um shout out to j 354, shout out to Picks for Timmy. Uh shout out to uh Sayahara 84. Shout out to Angels J56. And shout out to RJDs and Ricardo Custer. And also, you already know what it is. Get, I gotta give the, the, the gunshot. To BKNY. He says a file super chat. And thank you because the super chats help us keep the lights on. It helps us pay for the phones. It helps us pay for Zoom. It helps us pay for everything. All right. But shout out to you. He says Star J is born. Nine God haters repent. Tough loss, but good news for the tank. Trade vets. Play the kids. Fire Tisdale campaign. <laughs> fire. Oh, the Fire Tisdale campaign is is, is catching fire. Is a move, whole movement going on. And I don't even mm. know. It's funny because I see. I'm, I'm looking at analysts. Even Tommy was here. I feel like a few of them are saying that they feel like tom theater was going to be fired in the summer i'm not so sure if he's gonna be fired in the summer like i kind of feel like they're friends still and they might try to push him to play younger players and i feel like if anything he'll might get fired next season in the middle of the season if anything that's that's my gut that's what my gut is saying but it, I, I'm, <laughs>
1: I I don't know. My gut keeps changing because I, I feel like Thibs is gonna make it to next season, but I don't know. Because say for example, because I'm looking at the, the Knicks schedule. Say for example, the Knicks really going in a, in a free for all, and it's nothing but elves just keep piling up, piling up, piling up. I think I think I could see Thibs getting fired if that case. Honestly, if the elves just keep piling up like crazy,
0: yeah.
2: I, I get yeah maybe. Maybe. I guess I can see it. I guess so. I don't know. I just feel like they're boys. So I feel like they're going to give him like a, a little bit more of a chance. But there's mm-hmm. like a danger in happening. There's a, a, a danger happening because of Mitch, the Mitch Sim situation and because of the Cam Reddish situation. Cause we got to see Cam Redis play a little bit more today. And it seems like he's getting a little bit more comfortable. And you're starting to see offensively he's catching a flow. He's been passing the ball. He's been finishing at the rim. And Guys like Cam Reddish, guys like Obi Toppin, those are the guys who need a little bit more runway to catch rhythm. And he, if he's not able to do that next season, like once again, we're talking about these these draft picks that we used um, to get him here will be a waste. So if so, <sighs> firing Tibbs might be saving us draft picks, pretty much. That that I, I, that's the way I might, unless tibbs dramatically changes his ways which i don't see happening or the front office just puts a gun to his head in the form (laughs) in the form of losing your job like that's the only thing i could really see you know what i mean
0: yeah
2: oh man but shout out salute to the chat man shout out to sang Freud. shout out to pics with timmy uh angel If, if you're new if you're new to the channel i feel like we got a whole bunch of new subscriptions lately please hit that hashtag new and also, you know, if you're new to the channel, you haven't subscribed yet, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. And uh, you know what? After the show too, please comment the comments and the likes and the, and the subscribes help us move up in the rankings and get this channel pushing into the right direction. All right. Alright, so first caller up. No fritz tonight. So I'm, I'm I'm handling I'm handling the phones. So I'm not sure who's on the phone right now, but we all gonna find out together, alright? <laughs> so first caller up. Uh,
3: Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Big Reaper. Thanks for taking my call. What's going How on, Big Reaper? Going? All right, all right, hey, all right. Man. Yeah, I you know, honestly, I wanted to start off with some positives tonight. Obviously, I'm really liking RJ Barrett. The fact he's becoming a better playmaker. He had, like, seven assists tonight, so he looked yeah. pretty good. he looked really good. You guys are saying, so, yeah. It's just the only thing is, like, it's um, – and I think he got this from uh, Randall, is the turnovers. Uh, he's actually, become, <laughs> in my opinion – He's becoming as bad as Randall because there's some things he does is similar to Randall, and I, I think he just needs to cut it out. Um, some of the turnovers he has is kind of usually, sometimes it's similar to Randall's turnovers. It's not like the ones where he dribbles into traffic. It's more of like you know, um, like not uh, you know, like his outlet passes. He kind of like you know, he doesn't always pass to the right guy. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of his outlet passes get picked off a lot of times when he gets into the lane and he draws like draws a double team. So he I think that's something he needs to work on. So okay. But I like, you know, I definitely like how he's been playing. Um obviously the other thing is the efficiency. That's mostly I think a lot of it was because towards the end of the game though he was pressing, but uh they he really does need to improve his efficiency because it's it's still pretty bad. Um Yeah, forty three percent today.
2: Uh, that wasn't super bad. But like yeah, I I see what you're saying. It's it's once he he's shooting for like forty two
3: percent on the season. So that's yeah. not good for Yeah, for couple a of, two more percent.
2: I feel like you're two percent away from, from being legit, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like once you hit forty five percent and you're a wing player, yeah, then we can we can rock with that. You know what I mean? That's that's the way I see
3: it Yeah. But for your team to be really good, you want to be above 45%. But, hey, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll course, see. Yeah. I think he may get there, but, you know. Um, and actually, it seems like, you know, it's like I, I did really like how he played today. It's like normally uh, early in the season, I kind of felt like, you know, he, had, he didn't have very good court awareness and seemed lost a lot. But he actually looked really good today um, on the defensive end. I mean, we couldn't stop anybody over there on the Sixers' uh, side, but, I do like, you know, he was in the right spots uh most of the time and I felt like, you know, he was able to challenge, you know, did a good job trying to challenge your feed. Yeah. You know, so Absolutely. Yeah, so he was pretty good.
2: Yeah. I I just IQ. I just hold on, I I'm, Go gonna, I'm gonna just say one i j I'm gonna just say this. He's just he's getting the he's just getting he's getting the rookie treatment from the rest bat, man. <laughs> he's getting he's getting it bad. Where <laughs> like he'll he'll make the right play in the right rotation and he'll still get called for the foul and like honestly i feel like he should have got way more than 12 minutes today because like you said i feel like he played pretty good on, a, on that side of the ball.
3: yeah i agree and the the thing is like honestly because he was so bad i felt like he was so bad early in the season um I, obviously now it's, it's like I, at first i thought maybe he just doesn't have a you know he doesn't have the knack for defense playing good defense but I, I just think it was just getting used to the you know speed of the game. So yeah. that's on Tibbs. That's his fault. <laughs> but, hey, you got to yeah, play him. You, know, <laughs> you got to play him. Should have been playing him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good IQ. You know, he's making shots. But, man, he looked horrible in the second half of that yeah. game. The yeah. reason why that uh, second unit where the reason they bogged down was because IQ was just pounding the ball. Yep. He wasn't making quick decisions. And if you're pounding the ball then you need to be a playmaker. You can't just pound the ball and throw up a bad shot or just have a turnover. It just it just doesn't make any sense. And uh but you were you were right on it. In the first half the reason why that second unit was like really humming in the first half was because a lot of times it was R J who was yep. initiating the pay, uh the plays, making the plays and IQ was just off the ball. So mm-hmm. you know, it's um but that's pretty much it and then Cam Reddish, I really like, you know, he was He was really good. I think he's getting better. Even on defense, I'm kind of liking, even like it seems like his technique is getting better on defense. Yeah. Getting over the screens and stuff. So, honestly, I think, he's you know, with the right coaching, I I do think he could be a really special player. But I think he just needs the coaching and more opportunity. And, um, you know, that's where, um, you know, um, the front office and this coach comes into play right now. Uh, they're just engaging in malpractice, in my opinion. Um, it just—it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Ryan, you—you you said it like, essentially, he's not playing McBride because he needs to wait his turn. That is just ridiculous and absurd. I mean, sometimes like his—I think I said it before—but his kind of like, you know, his philosophy because he's so rigid with it, it makes him just look stupid sometimes. And he's looking like an idiot right now. Uh, he's got all these young players we're not going anywhere and he doesn't want to play them you know because he wants to play Alec Burke as a point guard <laughs> and honestly Manuel quickly i just don't feel he's a point guard i'm not you know i'm, I'm i don't hate Manuel quickly I feel you. you know i feel like you know he just should be off the ball you know it's like yeah. and i remember when we were talking over the summer like i felt that same way it was just like it was it was weird although he was averaging like 7 to 8 assists in the summer league the offense just wasn't running very well. It was only like the offense only ran properly when McBride was on the court. And you know, so that was that was the thing during the summer league. But um but it right now it's on a coach coach and a front office uh do what they have to do. Um, I do think like, you know I mean it could go both ways, right? Like I was saying before, I think Tibbs they, you know, for their own sake, they need to get rid of them this year, because right now they're wasting a the season. Yep. They have way too many people they need to evaluate that they need to consider signing next season. Yep. And it's like and they don't know what they have in all these kids, and all of them look like a pretty talented. We have some talented young players, and, and we don't know anything about a lot of them because Tibbs just refuses to play them. so yeah. Um, so I, for, their, for the sake of the franchise, they need to fire him like at the end of this year. They actually, they should have another sit-down with them and say, look, dude, these are the people you need to play. You can coach however you want to coach them, but these are the guys you need to play. We need to get a look at these guys.
2: Absolutely. It
3: just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And if they don't do it, if they wait into next season, the problem with, like, the front office waiting to next season is because they start to look incompetent. All these people, they, like, they traded for Cam Reddish and you don't know what you have and you're playing them, like, 13 minutes. He's not going to want to stay. Obi Toppin, and if Tom Thibodeau is still the coach going into next year, you think Obi Toppin is going to want to stay with this mm. team? Probably nope. not. Um, you know, especially if Randall is still on his team. Actually, that's like priority number one. They need to get rid of Randall. Like, I really don't like him at all. It's like, it's just, you know, because he, he has no respect for the coach. He just does whatever he wants now. And it's just like, and you can just see it, you know. He has no respect for the coach. Doesn't have respect for anyone. He needs to be gone. He needed to be gone. Like to me, he should have been gone like before the deadline. I don't know. You can just move him for anything you want. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, refrigerator, bag of basketball, whatever you want. But you to get rid of it. And so it's. And number two is obviously Thibodeau because if they don't get rid of him then all the moves the front office made, it starts to look really bad because they get, they start to expire and then you start losing players and not get like, you know, adequate return for those players. And it's like, and it starts to feel like the same, like the mix of the last, you know, five, six years where we're drafting high, we're drafting all these lottery picks and we don't know anything about them. Franklin Lakina, you don't commit to him. (laughs) And then like, you know, and so, because you never committed and trained them properly that he's a bust. And then like you got Kevin Knox, the same thing, he's a bust, you know. Yeah. Although he's getting more burn in Atlanta. Uh so you can't just keep doing this. You you can't have Obi. Obie's is a very dynamic player. You can't have him walk out the door. You shouldn't even trade him next year. It's a failure if they end up trading Obi Thomas. And so, you know, it's just it's, it's so if this well, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: No, nah, it's no, no, nah, man. You you it's all. it's rough, man. It's rough. This this, yeah. this this Go ahead. Go ahead, man. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, rough.
3: Is, it is really bad. If if they don't trade if they don't get rid of Thibodeau in the off season, all their moves look really bad. And then there's a possibility they'll get fired. Everyone, the possibility at the end of next season, Dolan at that point will clean house. It's like all these moves start to look really bad. I mean, they're acting like Dolan. I mean, the guy likes basketball, you know. Uh, they act like he doesn't know anything about basketball, and he doesn't know anything. So it's like it's just it, it's if you know if they want to play, if they want to roll that dice, uh, they can. But I I do have a feeling that they may try to bring Thibodeau back going into next season. Nah, that's They'll try to do that because yeah. they're trying to like it's almost like they're trying to like extend their time with the Knicks because like you know you don't want to hire too many coaches. You get maybe two cracks at a coach, and that's it. And I think that's the only reason they may try to do that. Fire Thibodeau maybe halfway through next season. Make Johnny Bryant the yeah. coach kind of like at your tryout. Yep. And then if they don't like Johnny Bryant, they can get rid of him and be like, oh, no, 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 he was just, you know, he's exactly. not really our second coach. Yeah. And then they can hire someone else. So that could be the move they're trying to make. But it could backfire because I think all those moves, all the uh, free agency moves and also like all the pe- players they traded for and their draft picks is just going to go stale. And they're not going to get an you know adequate return for it, and Dolan could clean house. So I think it could backfire if they try to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. They can, they can do whatever they want, but it may not work. Yeah, so. I agree.
2: I agree on all points, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daniel, thanks yeah. for calling in, Reaper. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> yeah,
3: right, I mean. Thank
1: you guys. Have all, all,
2: good right. Night. all right. How you too, man. Yeah, uh-huh. man, yo, let yo Ryan G. I told you this before. The play-in tournament has kind of been like a, a a false sense of security for the for for us. It is, the play-in tournament is great for the NBA and it makes the league more competitive. It makes people want to try more. But for a team like ours, where we're 12 games, what, are we 13 games now? Under 500.
1: Like we're, we're 12 right now.
2: 12 games under 500. What is the freaking point? Exactly. Like what is the point? Like we're tw- like so we sneak in 12 games under 500. Our team is is still. Under mediocre team, if we make the play-in, so like the the long term picture of this team doesn't just it doesn't benefit us to even play these veterans, play Taz Gibson, more over Sims, or even or even chase this invisible carrot. Uh, Tommy Bid was here the other night, you know, Mr. Stats, Mr. It's the stats and the fact. I mean, I think he said well, we have like a five percent chance of reaching yeah, the play-in like and a nineteen percent chance of getting the top ten. So it's like at that point, like man, just though here's the towel. Throw that boy. Throw that jammy in, man. I'm, I'm ready to throw the towel in.
1: <laughs> exactly, and I think I'm at a point now with this team where because when you look at the roster, I know we had that great season last year. Made the playoffs as the number four seed and all that stuff. If you look at the roster as a whole, this team is nowhere near competing for the title. So to be honest about it, I wouldn't mind if the Knicks fired Thibs at the end of the season, go, go with a developmental coach and just get it, and just get a top pick from this year's upcoming draft and just play that guy with the young piece that's already on the team and see what you have with these guys and then evaluate the roster from there. Because to, for me, if, if you're going to keep Thibs here for another season, Thibs is not a developmental coach. Thibs is not going to be here to be like, I'm going to play these young guys, see if I can develop them, see what I have in them, and whatever the case may be. Thibs is going to try to win, and I feel like if you keep Thibs here for another season, the Knicks are going to just sign all these vets or try to make moves for vets. That's going to try to help them win, and it's like we're not, and it's like we're nowhere near competing for anything.
2: You, you know, so, you. you you know he's. Been, you know what? You know who tips has been good for. Tips has been good for RJ.
1: Yeah.
2: I, f- I feel like he might have been bad for everybody else. <laughs> 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 he's been bad for everybody else, but I think he's been really good for RJ and, and possibly Mitch too. But everybody else, I don't know, man. I don't think he's been that good. Like he's been good <laughs> for he's been good for Randall for one year, and I, and that's about it yeah <laughs> everybody like the the one thing that this this front office has done well has been drafting and it seems like our coach is kind of diminishing the one thing that we've done well so yeah
1: yeah
2: i'm with picks for timmy time to apply pressure man
1: it's, it's, a yep. time, it's time to apply pressure.
2: <laughs> but, but, but salute to everybody in chat. Shout out to the picks for Timmy Rodney, Sanin, uh Sang Freud, Big Reaper. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Um, if you like the show so far, please hit the like button and subscribe button. And also be sure to comment as well. And the only thing other thing, I really want to talk about is is Mitchell Robinson, man. Mitchell Robinson, I, I'm going to just – Mitchell Robinson has been complaining that he has not been getting the ball. He got the ball today. RJ Barrett found him a few times for a few lobs give you 10.7 rebounds um, and a block and I'm not I'm not going to lie it's, it's money time Clyde mentioned it earlier he was like it's money time for Mitch and I, I seen some rumblings on like Nick's Reddit about how they feel like Mitch doesn't really compete against the top centers in the league and you know I kind of feel like it's a little bit unfair it's, it's a little bit even though i do feel like he's he's falling back into some bad habits recently but i do like how he i feel like he recovered today you know what i mean like the reason why we really lost this game was was the stars he did an admirable job you know playing defense but then that third quarter you know, that third quarter and beat is hitting fadeaways and threes. Like, what are you going to do once Embiid is hitting fadeaways and threes? <laughs> you, you just kiss it up to God after that point. But, yeah. Exactly. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I was just really looking for Mitch to play side defense and not foul. And it seemed like towards the second half of that game, he started not to you know, foul he's starting out to to bite on those those pump fakes picks. and, and he, played, he, played, he played solid defense. defense. And I just, I just I just need guys to remember, don't, don't just look at these last three games and go, oh Mitch isn't
0: worth it. There,
2: there was, was plenty of games where Mitch saved us by himself because he was punishing these other centers, centers. And, and he, he was, getting was getting huge getting huge rebounds on, on the offensive side of the ball. Number, number, I think I think number 7 in the league in offensive rebounds, rebounds. That's what we, got we got to say about Mitch Pay that man, pay Mitch And I'm with you, pay that man
1: Yeah, and I wholeheartedly agree Because people want to put out, put out The complaint that Mitch struggles against the top tier Centers in the league I mean, if you look at it, how many top tier centers Are there in the league? There's very few, Mitch dominates the majority Of centers that he goes up against in the league If Mitch doesn't do well against Three or four centers in the league i'm cool with that as long as he dominates the other 20 centers, exactly so to me it's like yeah people want to complain about him not dominating and them players like that like yo there's nobody's gonna dominate against mb let's be real about That's it you know like nobody's gonna dominate. and guys like yo kick like these guys are just gonna dominate anybody they go up against so if mitch can dominate the other centers in the league that he's supposed to dominate I'm still paying him money
0: paying because him.
1: Mm-hmm. that's he still does well against the majority of the centers in the league.
0: Exactly, and, and he's still
1: only 23 years old. So give, give that man some a little bit more
2: time
0: to cook.
1: He, he like,
2: like he worked his, his way back, back from you know gaining weight, getting, getting on too, too much muscle. He started he, he started performing a little bit better. Um, I mean, he, picks, he he backs a little bit with the fouls, but I, 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 I think he's going to be fine. This is absolutely going to be fine, and the Knicks, Knicks need to do the do right thing and pay. That man. You said, said I'll, I'll pay, pay Mitch Mitch for Eight. I mean it's Aiden.
1: Aiden. Stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Phoenix would not accept that trade. Right, like <laughs> duh I'll pay Pitch, trade midstraiden,
2: but come on man. Like our <laughs> our fe- Phoenix is trading trading? Mitch trading? for eight. Like no. <laughs> 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 this is this is that's just crazy. Pixel Timmy, Timmy says this is Mark Berman's time to shine. This is Mark Burman's time to shine, this time. This time yeah, to try, yeah. yo. This is Mark Burman videos, video. <laughs> yes. Yo, man. And shout out to yo, hold on. For you guys, I I am gonna, gonna put, put this in, this in the chat, chat, okay? Um so as, as you <laughs> know, Tommy Bear was, was here the, the other, other day, and he did a great job. job. He cursed some time, we chopped up the videos. <laughs> And, and posted, posted it. Listen. I, I posted. I'm, I'm about, about to put, put this. A, a link in, in the chat. chat. For those For of you guys who are on Twitter, Twitter. I want, want you to comment and tag. This is post I'm about to put on right now. I'm about to pin this bad boy too. That is the Twitter post. That's the Twitter post. Of uh, the Tommy Beer. Episode. And it's clipped. On Twitter. And. If you want us to get another Knicks Media person here, I want you to tag that Knicks Media person in this post that I'm putting in the chat, okay? Alright. So there you go. If, if, if you want Ian Bagley, if you want Alan Hahn, if you want Fred Katz, if any anybody, like any want Monica McNutt, because I already know I already know Ro wants Monica McNutt. Alright. <laughs> tag them. <laughs> tag them in that post, all right? And we're going to try our best to get more uh, uh, NY Media guys here to talk with us live on the KOT shows, all right? All right, all right. So, salute to you guys. Salute to, oh, salute to Craig. I haven't seen you in a minute. Craig, salute to Nick him up. Uh, he says, at this point, if Rose is not here, start RJ at the point and play Cam at. Yo! Yeah, I mean, it's worth a
0: shot.
2: <laughs> I'm with you there. RJ is playing Playing point anyway, if you're looking, if we, listen, man, if you're looking at how we we're losing these games before, like, pre we had no offense, we had no offense, um, we had no offense when um, when RJ went down. And you can see how much he's missed because he's somebody who's able to go into pick and roll and create out of that more consistently than anybody else we have on this team before it was just pushing. That's it. Before it was just pushing. But it, it is what it is, man. It, it, it is what it is. Oh, I would definitely like RJ. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: would definitely, I would definitely be good. I'd be here for it, man. I'd be here for RJ at point guard. For sure. Yeah, I mean, same here. I be, Because to me, at this point, it's like, why not? I mean, you're, you're having the offense run through him the majority of the time anyway, anyway when he's on the court. So, might as well run him at point guard to see what happens. Yeah,
2: and I'm liking the way Cam is handling the ball and getting to the basket with ease, too. The way this finishes are crafty. Somebody yeah. said, what about Ash? If you want to tag Ash, go ahead and tag Ash. I don't know. People think I have a beef for Ash. I have never had beef with Ash. That is hilarious. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, man, that is our show. Uh, Yeah, next show will be Friday. Next show will be Friday. Um, Late night. Late, late, late day. So technically it might be Saturday because I feel like the show might start at like midnight. But we're going to be here. We're going to be here.
1: And I think it's Friday, Phoenix. I believe so, yeah. I think it's Phoenix. So I gotta
2: check the schedule. Tune in for the Alfred Payton revenge game. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> because you already know what's happening. I think CP three is out. Uh so Alfred Payton's getting a little bit more burn. So uh hopefully we have be sick we sick me bride on Payton. that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun hmm That would definitely be fun. We lost our office ever since Woody went to coaching In the Interesting. Interesting take. Bring back the sister you started with.
0: Hey, Ka- Kathy. Kathy? <laughs> Yo,
2: listen, canal. Kathy not being here is not because of me. I'll just <laughs> Kathy is always welcome back. And Kathy knows this. Yeah. <laughs> so Kathy being back is up to Kathy. Alright. <laughs> Alright. That is our show. You know what
1: it is? All right. You know, Ryan, Ryan let them know where they can find you, Ryan. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G
2: is Chillin'.
1: That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. I will start the video soon enough. I've just been busy lately. And um, you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G. KOT. Alright,
2: alright. You already know where to find us. You can find us at the KOT show. Hold on, let me get to the little single screen here. You already know where to find us. You can find us at the KOT show on Twitter. You can find us on the Nick of Time show on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also listen to us on all uh, DSP, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher as well. All the links for all the places are actually in the description. So if you want to find any of those things, you just go to the description and click on links. And you can find it where to find us at. All right. Also get our snapbacks too as well. If you want to shout out to people who was getting snapbacks and t-shirts and stuff. Um, been sending them out a little bit more lately. So shout out to you guys for supporting this show in that regard. All right. Alrighty then. Do, do, Looking at these. Whatever happened to Kathy. You know, life happens, man. People get busy. People have shifting priorities. But Kathy's always welcome back.
1: <clears throat> Most definitely.
2: All right.
1: All right. That
2: is our show. And as always. Shut out the wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, all right? That is our show. We out of here.
0: New York, New York, big city of dreams I'm coming, coming, coming straight out New out, York, New York, big city of dreams M-M-M-M-M-Y-C.